In this episode of the Legendary Life Podcast, you will learn the best supplements for building muscle, improving your sleep, reducing stress, and optimizing your health. Yes, I know that's a tall order, but I plan on delivering. In fact, you're not just going to get some hype. We're going to go into the science and more on which supplements I've personally used and recommend as well as there's going to be a special opportunity at the end of the podcast for you to get a serious discount, a 30% discount on some killer supplements. So I want you to stay to the end and listen to that if you're interested, of course. Before we get to the, the meat of this episode, I want to read the review of the week. And this one comes to us from Fitness Finesse. I am so lucky to have found this podcast. I was really looking for something motivational or inspiring to listen to while I work out because music was getting boring and wow, did I get lucky. Ted is a great interviewer and listener. He has amazing topics and smart people on the show that everyone can benefit from listening to. The podcasts are perfect in length, not too long or too short. Everything is broken down and discussed in a way that is understandable and useful for the normal person. I'm so thankful for everything I have learned this far and can only hope to continue learning more from this podcast. And Vanessa, I want to give a shout out to you. Thank you for this awesome uh, review as well as our back and forth because I've been back and forth with Vanessa uh, talking about a few things and she's a figure competitor and a very fit person. So I really appreciate that. Uh, you're a go-getter and have respect for you, Vanessa, and I really appreciate that you took the time to leave me this review. And I love what you said here. You were looking for something motivational or inspiring to listen to while you work out because music was getting boring. Same thing happened to me. I mean, how many times do we listen to music in the car or during workouts? And sometimes it's great, but other times... You don't really get music is sometimes like just some fast food or a piece of candy. It feels good while you're listening to it. But then afterward, it's like nothing has improved in your life. Listening to this podcast or audiobooks or other podcasts, it can take your life to the next level. And I love what you said that is understandable and useful for the normal person because I'm a very normal guy. I was born with no special skills, no talents. I know I say that a lot, but it's absolutely true. Everything that I've done, accomplished, has been from learning, from experience, from putting the hard work in. And I try to save you the, the, the trial and error that I had to go through and that is what I'm going to do in this episode with supplements because, come on, are you confused about supplements, about which ones are worth your money and which ones aren't? Most people are because there's so many conflicting, there's so much conflicting information as well as marketing hype, right? And uh, I'll, I'll have to do an episode on how to read supplements one day because that is super important. Because uh, what it says on the marketing is completely worthless. But I, I want to tell you this: like I said, this is going to be a series of a series of episodes where I go into the supplements that I've personally tried and have scientific evidence to support their effects. And when I don't have scientific evidence, I will tell you that because that's what I would want if someone was giving me information. Don't feed me some, you know, chakra pseudoscience nonsense. I want to know the truth, right? So I know what really works, what may not work, what may be placebo. And I'll tell you, I've been using supplements for over 20 years now. I mean, since I was in high school and I'm, I'm uh, uh, since, since I was beginning high school and I'm 39 now and I love experimenting with supplements, I've gotten much better results. I've been able to build more muscle. I've been able to speed up my recovery. I've reduced my stress. I've improved my sleep and more from using supplements. But I got to tell you, one of the key lesson, lessons that I've learned from all these self-experiments is that no supplement can make up for a bad workout program, improper recovery, a crappy diet, or lack of sleep. 
So if you don't have the basics dialed in, that's where you should start. Because if you're looking for a supplement to overcome the fact that you're not making progress in the gym, then it ain't going to get you very far. Even, even, or even if it does, it's going to be very short-lived. And we'll get into that. So I really want you to focus on the basics, the fundamentals, getting some basic sleep hygiene going, getting some basics with nutrition, getting the basics with exercise, and then you can start to fool around with some supplementation. And supplements can be a lot of fun to see what happens. I love experimenting and seeing if I can tell the difference. Is it really having an effect? Is it something that I can't tell the difference between the effect or placebo because it's so mild? Or does it not seem to do anything at all? And if you'd like to know which supplements I personally recommend to my clients, my CEO clients who, let me tell you something, convincing a guy who runs a multi-million dollar company and makes millions of a year and is used to everybody yesing him and that's not a guy you can just say something to and he takes everything you say to and oh yeah okay I'll do whatever you say they want to know the details they want to know that what they're doing is safe what they're doing is effective they want to know if I know all the situations in which it may be good or may possibly be an issue. And we're, we're going to get into that today. So there's going to be six supplements I'm going to talk about because these are all basic. So the first one, creatine monohydrate. Creatine monohydrate is a naturally occurring amino acid that can rapidly produce energy to support cellular function. And let me tell you, it's one of the most well-researched supplements around and is extremely safe for most people. The only exception is if you have kidney issues. For example, I have a client who has uh, only one kidney and that one kidney is a transplant because both of his kidneys failed. So I don't have him on any supplements except for protein powder. But just to give you an example of someone who has a kidney issue who creatine monohydrate would not be appropriate for. And of course, you always got to check. I don't know if you have a kidney issue or not, and you may not know if you don't go to the doctor enough, but make sure you always check with your doctor when before trying something. But back to creatine, it has performance enhancing effects for intense short duration exercise. What do I mean by that? I mean weightlifting. And I mean lifting more on the heavier side or doing sprints. It will not help you if you're trying to run a marathon or even do like three-minute rounds in, in Muay Thai or five-minute rounds in MMA or, or whatever you're into, three-minute rounds in boxing. But it will help you improve your strength improve your energy at that specific level, the, the creatine phosphate, or excuse me, the phosphagen energy system. There's three energy system, uh, the phosphagen system, which is the strength, explosive power, uh, you know, that, then there's the glycolysis, which is something different. I'm not going to go into that. And then there's oxidative phosphorylation, which is aerobic energy. But anyway, the, the point is it affects that phosphagen system, which is responsible for short, intense bursts of strength and power. So if you're lifting heavier weights, creatine is perfect. And even if you're lifting a bit more towards the 8 to 12 hypertrophy range, uh, it can still benefit you. And even if you're, um, you know, lifting a bit lighter than that and doing perhaps even more strength endurance types of exercise with 15 reps or more, I still recommend taking it, although it may not improve your performance. But what does it also do? It will help you build muscle. In addition to that, it has cognitive performance enhancing and neuroprotective properties. What does that mean? There is some research that shows that it can boost your uh, cog your what your brain is doing, your focus, your concentration, and it can help protect parts of your brain. Uh, another thing that came out even more recently is that creatine can help you get over injuries. So it's very good for a multitude of things. 
Now, uh, in each of these sections, I'm going to also tell you how to get it naturally if you can. So can you get creatine naturally? Well, in its natural state, creatine can be found in foods like beef and pork, but most of it gets broken down during cooking. In fact, I found this paper on creatine levels in diet, and it cited some studies that say creatine starts to degrade at about 115 degrees in fish, and that baking meat causes 92% loss of available creatine due to the uh, breakdown and then to further breakdowns. Um, and it states that you could get the same creatine from cooked fish as you would from raw fish, but you need to eat about 1.7 kilograms or 3.7 pounds of fish. And beef has even less creatine than that. So what I'm saying here is creatine is not something you want to try to get from food. I mean, who wants to eat 3.74 pounds of fish? It's, uh, it's ridiculous. So it's not something that you can really get from eating meat or eating food. And number one, the, the food has to be raw right? Which has some issues, especially with chicken and beef. I mean, you can find beef tartare, but then you need to eat a lot of it. So it's just not worth it to even try. And creatine is cheap and effective. So it's really not something that you want to try to get from your food is, is the short of it. So how do you supplement with it? And one thing I want to tell you is what not to do. Stay away from the fancy, expensive forms of creatine. Stick with good old German micronized creatine monohydrate. And just FYI, creatine monohydrate is only made in two places, Germany and China. And I want you to avoid any creatine from China as there have been issues with contaminants. In addition, you know, just like uh, the toys and the lead and the toys, well, there have been some issues with creatine as well. Yeah, go figure with with the level of uh, manufacturing oversight there. So how much should you take per day? What I recommend is shooting for five grams a day. Now, some people will say, oh, eat five to 10 grams. You know, if you really want to put on muscle, use 10 grams. Or some people say you can even use less, maybe three grams. But what I say is let's, let's just take five grams per day because some of that you may not even absorb because there is that issue. Uh, and I don't want you to freak out about it. It's not something that you can, uh, that, that you can spend a lot of time or should spend a lot of time thinking about. And let me tell you what my pick is. Biocreatine from natural stacks. One thing I like about natural stacks, and I'll get to them later, I'll be talking quite a bit about them. But biocreatine from natural stacks uses German micronized creatine along with sea salt and fenugreek for improved absorption. Sea salt, they use Himalayan sea salt, real fancy. But the, the, uh, the more basic idea is that the salt, which is an electrolyte, right, sodium, helps the uptake of creatine and so does fenugreek. So that's why... I am choosing biocreatine. It's also uh, it's also affordable. It's high quality, uh, and that's the one that I want to recommend. Second supplement, beta alanine. So this is another muscle building performance in the gym supplement. Beta alanine is another naturally occurring amino acid that can help you build muscle and improve physical performance. Creatine is the gold standard, but beta-alanine is a close second. It's, it's a very effective supplement. And why? Because as you exercise, acid builds up in your muscle, decreasing performance. A lot of people say it's lactic acid, right? Well, that's not the whole, that's, that's not really why, what happens. And I don't want to get into that here because it'll take a long time and uh, uh, it's not worth going into, but it's the hydrogen ions as far as we know at this moment, that build up in your muscle and decrease performance. Beta alanine is shown to buffer the buildup of the hydrogen ions, aka the acid, that uh, and it helps you increase your physical performance. 
And this is something I've used and continue to use. What happens when you take beta alanine? Well, many people report being able to perform one or two more reps when in the gym, when training in the sets of eight to 15 repetitions. Beta alanine can also help improve moderate to high intensity cardiovascular exercise performance. In other words, if you're doing something like high intensity interval training, if you're doing circuit training, if you're doing high rep training, the eight to 15 rep range, if you're doing strength endurance, if you're doing CrossFit, if you are doing boxing, if you're doing MMA, if you're doing anything like that, it will help you recover faster, especially when the rest time is low and will also uh, help you build muscle. So this is important because beta alanine has not been imp uh, shown to improve heavy lifting, right? So if you're doing a really, is it, so let's say you're on the five by five or the five, three, one, or some other heavy lifting uh, regimen probably beta alanine will not help you. So don't bother taking it. Stick with creatine. And as I said, creatine may help with those, those higher rep ranges, but beta alanine just does not seem to help improve performance. So it's important to know that because you don't want to just throw your money away. Uh, and if you're doing some type of hard training, if you're doing MMA training, martial art training, uh, going to CrossFit, doing high-intensity interval training to burn off the fat or doing some circuit training or perhaps even bodybuilding training, then beta-alanine is going to help you. So can you get beta-alanine naturally? Well, like creatine, natural sources of beta-alanine just don't give you the dose that you need to improve your performance. So it's best to stick with the supplement in this case. How do you supplement? Well, what I recommend is try having five grams of beta alanine per day. On workout days, break it up into two doses, 2.5 grams before your workout and 2.5 grams after. And one thing I want to tell you about beta alanine, because some, this, this really uh, bothers some people, is that taking beta alanine on an empty stomach has been shown to increase blood levels of beta alanine faster, right? So by taking it on an empty stomach, more of it gets into your system faster in the blood where it needs to be so it can be shuttled into your muscles when you start using them. However, something that happens with beta alanine supplementation is something called paresthesia. What is that? No, it's not some weird disease. <laughs> it's simply a tingling sensation on the skin but it can be uncomfortable for some people. So just keep that in mind if you choose to supplement with beta alanine. No, you're not gonna die. No, you're not, you know, it's not a big deal. It's just affecting the nerve endings, I believe, on your skin. Um, and it doesn't bother me personally, and I, and I get it pretty intensely, but I don't know, it just doesn't seem to bother me. Some people really don't like it at all. However, it is an effective supplement, and if uh, if you're working in those ranges that I mentioned, doing the types of exercise that I mentioned, beta alanine can really help you a lot and it's worth trying. So what is my pick? My pick is now, that is N-O-W sports beta alanine. It's competitive, competitively priced and it's easy to break up into doses for before and after your workouts. It also uses Carnosin. What is Carnosin? That is the trademarked name of a special uh, type of beta alanine that is the only beta alanine that's been used in research studies with proven results. So if, if you don't get now, which is simply the, the cheapest one that I could find with no bells and whistles attached to it, make sure you get a beta alanine supplement that is made with Carnosin. Because if you don't, then you may not even be getting beta alanine. It's uh, That's how it is in the supplement industry. So how do you spell Carnosin? You'll see the registered trademark name, uh, the, the little emblem, the register, the R emblem by it, but it's C-A-R-N-O-S-Y-N, Carnosin. So that's what you want to look for. Now is, uh, is a great supplement company and um, they 
they're it's it's a competitively priced. It's very inexpensive. So let's get to number three, whey protein powder. Whey protein is one of the two proteins that are found in dairy products, the other being casein. Whey is hands down the best for building and preserving muscle. And that means when you're losing weight and you're, you want to lose body fat and other things and not muscle weight, and it helps you preserve your muscle when you're, when you're uh, cutting weight. Whey protein is rich in both glutamine, which is the most abundant amino acid in muscle, as well as the branched chain, branched chain amino acid leucine. Leucine is the single most important nutrient for building muscle. So can you get whey naturally? Well, actually you can. One of the best dietary sources of whey protein is ricotta cheese. However, you get just as many grams of fat as you do grams of protein from ricotta cheese. So it's got it's high in protein, but also high in fat. So if you do, do go that route, make sure you opt for uh, the, the skim milk ricotta or low-fat ricotta, uh, and, or you factor that in, factor that fat in when you work out your daily macros, then you're going to be okay. But honestly, I just recommend buying whey protein supplement instead because let's get real. Are you going to eat ricotta cheese every day or cottage cheese every day? I, I personally won't, although it's not bad to have uh, if you want to do something different than a protein shake as long as you take in the, into account the fat and get a low-fat uh, variety, a low-fat option, or factor in that fat into your macros, right? Uh, but like I said, I just recommend buying a whey, teen, whey protein uh, product instead. How do you supplement with it? Well, if you track your macronutrients, which I want to be honest, I don't. I don't track my calories. I don't track my macros. I do have a good idea of what I eat. And um, I, I, I've been doing this for a long time. But if you do track your calories and macros, and you should be shooting for one gram of protein for every pound of your ideal weight. What do I mean by that? Well, I weigh 205 pounds. But let's say I wanted to cut down because I let's be honest, if I could cut down five pounds uh, and I, I would uh, be a bit more leaner, my abs would pop even more. So what I would do instead of eating 205 pounds, my ideal weight would be 200 pounds. So I would opt uh, I would go for 200 grams of protein every single day. And if you wanted to lose weight, what you do is pick the weight that you want to be, a reasonable one, by the way. Don't don't say, well, 50 pounds less. No, that's not how you do it. Uh, but shoot for that five or 10 pounds less and shoot for that. However, if you want to gain muscle, then you need to shoot for that range, right? Let's say I wanted to put on 10 pounds of muscle. I would shoot for 210 grams of weight of protein per day. And when you're trying to get all that protein in, it just makes sense to have a protein shake. Why? Because you don't have to worry about all the other ingredients that are in it if you get a good quality uh, uh, protein powder because there won't be any carbs or fat in it. Or, or if there is, it'll be very, very little, negligible. So if you aren't a, a, a macro tracker, by the way, here are some simple rules to follow. And this is what I personally do and recommend for clients. I just find the calorie tracking and macro tracking just not worth my time for the results that I get doing it. So if you want to lose weight, what I recommend is to start out with a protein shake for breakfast, especially if you're tight on time. And Another thing you can do is if you are a snacker and you feel like, oh gosh, you know, I'm going to reach for those. I'm going to reach for a muffin or something from the vending machine or a Snickers bar. Well, I would totally recommend that you have a protein shake over a candy bar or any of those sweets. So you could also use it as a snack in that way and you will get better results 
from your nutrition program if you do that. So let's talk about it, my muscle building friends. So what I do, what I personally recommend for people to put on muscle, I recommend having a protein shake after a workout. And you can have one to two shakes every day in between meals. And here's what I like to do, by the way, I'll just throw this in as a bonus. What I use is a scale and a measuring tape. So a tape measure, measuring tape, tape measure, you know, the ones that your tailor would use, right? The cloth ones. So what you do is you track your weight. You try one protein shake a week and see if your weight budges. And if it doesn't, then you add two protein shakes every day per week. Again, this is for people who are looking to, who are looking to build muscle. And if the scale doesn't budge, then I, well, I would even bu uh, bump it up to three protein shakes uh, every day. But here's the thing. Make sure you weigh yourself every day. Make sure you also take your waist circumference because if the weight starts going up and your waist is growing too, then you're not putting on muscle. Most likely you're putting on fat. So that is something very simple you can do. It doesn't require a DEXA scan or anything fancy. You just measure around your navel and you measure your weight and make sure that the weight is going everywhere else except for around your waist. So let's talk about my pick. My favorite pick right now is Natural Protein by Natural Stacks. Let me tell you, this protein is awesome. It only has four ingredients, no additives or fillers. It's whey protein from grass-fed uh, cows. It's hydrolyzed bovine collagen, which I'll get to in a second. Colostrum, which I'll get to in a second. And either Madagascar vanilla for the vanilla flavor or Ecuadorian cacao for the chocolate flavor. So you may ask, well, why would I want hydrolyzed bovine collagen or colostrum in my whey protein? Well, collagen has some research that shows that it can be very effective with alleviating some of the joint, the stress, the, the wear and tear that happens on the cartilage and other connective tissues that happen during hard training. And I'll tell you what happened. I was using natural protein and I started noticing some of my joints, in particular, my knees started feeling better. And I was like, wait a minute, what's going on? Because... Uh, I've got this normal ache, this, this normal amount of pain and ache in, in, in my knees. Right. And it was better. And I, and I was, I knew it was something I was taking and I went back. I was like, Oh, it's gotta be this. And, um, let me tell you it. So you're getting like two supplements, actually three supplements in one because, uh, you can buy collagen separately and it's 20 bucks. Then you would buy the protein, which is another 20 or 30 bucks but Natural Stacks puts them all together and puts in also colostrum. What is colostrum? I'm, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but there's some research on it. And I encourage you to do your own research. Examine.com is a good place to do research. So is the National Institutes of Health. Uh, and colostrum has some research showing that it can help with your immune system. So what happens when you push yourself hard in the gym? Your immune system gets compromised if you if you do too much, if you overdo it. So this can help you push harder without having your immune system be compromised. So I said it's awesome, by the way. But one thing I do want to be honest with you is it doesn't taste awesome, right? In fact, hardly any protein powder tastes awesome, especially if they're high quality because they don't put in the crap. And I used to recommend J-Rob's. But my issue with J-Rob's is that it has xanthan gum and it has lecithins in it in addition to a few other things that cause GI upset. And so I stopped taking that crap and I don't recommend it anymore, even though I recommended it in a video uh, episode probably, I don't know, six months ago. So this is the new protein I'm recommending. I, I took, I've had two tubs of it. I've experienced no issue. And uh, I want to throw in a little bonus from for you. And 
a, a little easy recipe in case you're like, okay, well, Ted, what do I do? So here's what you do. Eight ounces of water, or you could use nut milk if you want a little bit of a, a flavor to it because nut milk is just mostly water. And you can, I don't care if you get the, the, the really high quality expensive stuff that only has nut milk in it or the other one that has a few uh, fillers in it, whatever you want to do, right? Because I've, someone tried to call me out for that before and it's like, man, you can't live in the, the organic, no, uh, it's expensive to live in the world where you're only eating like supernatural, super high quality, no additives, no fillers world. I mean, that's, that's an expensive world. Can you live in it? Sure. But, uh, um, you know, I'm not going to require that from you because I think sometimes it, it, you don't get, if, if you got a lot of, if, if you're rolling in dough, resources aren't an issue, money's not an issue, you got money to burn, okay, fine. But I think uh, you can overdo it. That's, so I'll just leave it at that. So get eight ounces of water or nut milk. Or if you're okay with dairy and you know what you're getting, right, you can use even regular milk. Uh, you know, get it organic, get it, uh, get it raw if you can. Just factor in the fat, especially in the raw. Put a handful of baby spinach in the blender along with a handful of frozen berries. If you want a little bit of fat, some healthy fat, put a, a tablespoon of nut butter or a tablespoon of coconut oil. And then throw in two scoops of natural protein. Blend that up, drink it down, and there you go. You have uh, a, a meal shake or a protein shake for yourself. So the, by the way, just a quick note, this, all this information is on a blog post on the website. So if you go to legendarylifepodcast.com, uh, you can find all this information in addition to that, uh, you know, all the links and everything. So number four, magnesium. Magnesium is an essential mineral that is a cofactor in more than 300 enzyme systems that regulate diverse biochemical reactions in your body, including protein synthesis, that means making muscles in, in, in addition to other proteins. Um, you, you have protein hormones as well as, uh, you know, proteins like collagen and, um, you know, and more. So it, uh, muscle and nerve function blood glucose control, so it helps control blood sugar levels, and also your blood pressure. And a deficiency in magnesium can increase your blood pressure, reduce glucose tolerance, and can cause you to feel more stressed. Or a fancier way of saying that, it can increase neural excitation. Unfortunately, magnesium deficiency is pretty common in industrialized societies, because most of us get our food of from grains, right? We're eating bread, we're eating rice, we're eating, I don't know, I don't know what else, uh, just grain-based foods, a lot of wheat. And uh, because magnesium-rich foods like dark leafy greens, seeds, and nuts just aren't as common. So how would you get it naturally? Well, dark leafy greens, like I just mentioned, spinach is a good one. Spinach has quite a bit of magnesium in it. So do pumpkin seeds. I always have pumpkin seeds in my house. Dark chocolate is also an excellent whole, whole food source of magnesium. Another uh, way you can get magnesium is fish like mackerel and tuna. Those are decent sources of magnesium too. Avocados and bananas are okay as well, uh, but what I what I recommend to people is eat that way and take a supplement because if you exercise regularly or if you're under a lot of stress, wow, don't know anybody like that, or if you don't eat enough magnesium-rich foods, I recommend taking an oral magnesium supplement as one of your go-to supplements. Really important about oral magnesium supplements, and this is something I want you to pay attention to. Stay away from magnesium oxide. Why? Because that's cheap stuff. It's poorly absorbed. It has a more higher likelihood of causing GI distress. In other words, diarrhea. 
because it's poorly absorbed. So stay away from that stuff. And if you look at most vitamins, I want you to look at your vitamin when you get back home or in the store, look on the ingredients list, find the magnesium and see what type of magnesium it is. Most of the time it's going to be a cheap form like magnesium oxide. That's why you have to pay for better supplements because they're going to feed you magnesium oxide and tell you you're getting magnesium when in reality uh, you, you may not be getting enough of it or you're getting this cheap form of it. So all magnesium is not created equally. Make sure you go for things like magnesium citrate and magnesium acid chelates, like magnesium taurate, like magnesium glycinate, those are good choices. But stay away from that magnesium oxide. Um, it's important to note, again, that magnesium supplements can give you diarrhea, even the good ones, based on how much you take and the form of magnesium you use. Like for example, I said magnesium citrate is a good form of magnesium, and that's what a lot of studies will say. I've, I've looked at a lot of research and they say magnesium citrate's a great form of magnesium. However, I don't do well with it. So be mindful of the response to your supplement because what's, what someone's saying in research may not work out for you in real life. So I've used ZMA supplements. I've used so many different magnesium supplements. ZMA, uh, magnesium on its own. I used to take magnesium oxide supplements when I didn't know any better. So I've, I've experimented a lot with this. And I'll tell you, you've got to pay attention to how you respond. Uh, you know, this is a personal issue with the majority of magnesium supplements I've tried. And... Um, if you listen to this show, you also have probably heard me talk about topical magnesium chloride from Ancient Minerals. I love that stuff. But here's why I'm suggesting that you start with an oral form as your first uh, uh, or an oral form first before you play around with the topical stuff. There's not a lot of research on topical magnesium. And it just isn't clear on whether it affects you systemically meaning it gets into your bloodstream and it gets into your cells or does it just affect your muscles more locally where you put it on? I would venture to say that it does affect you systemically based on uh, your skin permeability, which maybe there is some individual variants there. I don't know. But I, I don't want you to mess around with that. Also, the, the topical magnesium can cause some serious itching on your skin. And some people just can't even handle it. So what's my pick for magnesium? Natural Stacks MagTech Magnesium Supplement. And let me tell you, this is hands down my favorite oral magnesium supplement. It's the best one I've personally ever tried. And like I said, I've used a bunch in fact, it's the only oral supplement that I haven't had any GI upset from taking. In fact, I've got a whole thing of some magnesium citrate in here that I can't take because uh, I'll get explosive. I'll get disaster pants, as my friend Sean Stevenson likes to say. So uh, I stay away from that stuff. I'm, I'm very careful, but I've never had a problem. I've been taking two bottles. I'm on my second bottle of MagTech, and not only does it not give me GI upset, but I feel a difference from taking it. And it's a combination of three types of magnesium. Magnesium glycinate, which is one of the amino acid chelates I mentioned. Magnesium taurate, which is another amino acid chelate. And Magnesium L-threonate. Well, what is magnesium L-threonate? Magnesium L-threonate is the only magnesium shown to pass the blood-brain barrier and get into your brain to improve or uh, uh, raise the, the, your brain, the levels of magnesium in your brain. And uh, that may sound scary, but it's actually a good thing. So Natural Stacks Mag Tech. I love that stuff. I think it's such a high quality product. So moving on, number five, melatonin. 
Melatonin is a popular supplement taken for insomnia and jet lag. In fact, it's naturally produced by your pineal gland in your brain, and it's well established for inducing and regulating sleep. So it's it's got a ton of benefits as well, showing that it can be, it, it's a powerful antioxidant, that it can help uh, with developing cancer in some circumstances, specifically breast cancer in women, and um, which, which is important because of if you're a nurse and you're working the night shift or you're, you're some other shift worker, that's going to be super important for you. But how can you get it naturally? Well, <laughs> you should know this by now if you've been listening to this podcast because you can optimize your production of melatonin by simply practicing proper sleep hygiene. We know, and you should know already, that blue light emanated from our lamps, our smart devices, our TVs, are known to suppress natural melatonin production. So sleep hygiene practices like lowering lights an hour before bedtime, avoiding devices like smartphones and computers, Using blackout curtains in your bedroom and sleeping with a sleep mask can all help your body to naturally produce melatonin. However, some of us already have great sleep hygiene, or at least pretty good sleep hygiene, and still have an issue sleeping. So that's why I recommend having a melatonin supplement. In fact, I want to be honest with you. I know so much about sleep I've studied it so well and get all these experts to talk about it because I have bad sleep issues and and I've had for a long time. And taking melatonin has been crucial in helping me to regulate my sleep cycle so that I'm I'm not burning myself out simply because I'm not able to sleep well. Um... So I'll, I'll talk about that at another time, but I, I have sleep issues. I, I just have. I wake up to go use the bathroom is the big issue. And believe me, you know how much I know about sleep if you've listened to this podcast and I give talks on sleep and I speak to experts on sleep. So I know all the sleep hygiene tax, hacks, right? But um, there's some things like sleep apnea and the issue that I have that just basic sleep hygiene is not going to fix. So melatonin, when I take it, it helps me sleep through the night. I wake up less, although I still usually wake up one or maybe even two times. But that is so much better than the four times, three times. I mean, I've woken up five times. It's crazy. I feel like I feel like 80 years old when that happens. So that, a couple nights of that, oh, I'm, I'm worthless. I, I feel like, man, I'm, like I said, just prematurely aging. And that's why, um, you know, I, I got into all this stuff. So back to the melatonin supplement. Melatonin supplementation is a bit controversial. As many sleep experts feel that it is overused and most supplements contain dosages that are too high. In fact, if you, rec- if you remember my episode with Doc Parsley, uh, he was saying that the optimal optimal amount of melatonin is 300 micrograms. And if you look at most supplements, they come in one milligram, three milligrams, five milligrams. So that's way more than uh, what some research from MIT have, has found to be the optimal amount of melatonin. So... Uh, Although melatonin supplementation is not associated with a negative feedback, that means when you take a supplement, it causes your body to produce less of that naturally uh, produced hormone. Some more recent research suggests that melatonin receptors may become less responsive from high supplemental levels of melatonin. Like I said, I still think that melatonin supplementation is critical for people who suffer from chronic sleep issues like insomnia or frequent waking. And and like I mentioned, I would have never been able to sleep as well as I do now without it, even with practicing all the right sleep hygiene tactics that I share on this podcast. The key, though, is to find the dosage that works best for you. 
And like I mentioned, a recent study from MIT suggests that 300 micrograms or 0.3 milligrams is the best dosage. That's much less than the typical one to three milligram dosages found in most supplements. And here's what I recommend. Get a good quality melatonin supplement, then break it up into smaller pieces to experiment with what uh, to find the best dosage for yourself. And what's my pick? Source Naturals Melatonin. They come in one milligram tablets, and I like the orange flavored ones. And these are sublingual, so sublingual will get into your bloodstream faster than oral because you swallow the oral, then it goes through all this digestive process. But the sublingual can uh, go right through your I don't know, what is that? Under your tongue into the blood vessels there and start to take its effect much quicker. And I've experimented with many types of melatonin and I can tell you that not all melatonin supplements are created equally. Please don't get the cheap stuff. And this is cheap, by the way, it's only five bucks for a hundred tablets, but there are even there are some cheaper brands. So go out of your way to get the good brand Source Naturals. And uh, while I do have a thing with uh, with natural stacks, I don't have any uh, connection with Source Naturals at all. I simply have used a bunch of different supplements and found that Source Naturals is a good go-to. So, um, and, and like I said, it's less than five bucks the link that I put on this article is like 465 for a hundred tablets. It's a great product for reasonable price from a good company. So check that out. Source Naturals Melatonin, one milligram. Get the one milligram because it's going to be harder to break up the three milligrams. Number six, and this is the last supplement. Then we're going to wrap things up. And we're talking about one of my favorite Vitamin sunshine, vitamin D. And vitamin D, like I've mentioned before, is actually a hormone. And, and I don't want to get into what the differentiation there is, but uh, you know, let, let's just dive into it. Vitamin D is a fat-soluble nutrient that's critical for survival and optimal health. You will get a disease if you don't get adequate vitamin D. So uh, it's called rickets, right? doesn't happen much anymore because they fortified milk and everything with it. And, uh, you know, it doesn't happen in the modern world, at least, or in places that uh, where you get a lot of sunshine. So optimal levels of vitamin D promote calcium absorption in the gut. It can reduce inflammation and improve immune system function. And people deficient in vitamin D may increase their testosterone levels, when you bring up your vitamin D levels. So if you're vitamin D deficient and you're feeling a little bit low in energy, libido, etc., and whether you're a woman or a man, look at upping your vitamin D levels. And I, I highly recommend uh, uh, looking into vitamin D. And uh, how do you get it naturally? Well, you should know this already, but it's from direct sunlight. And specifically, because there's many forms of ultraviolet, or many wavelengths of ultraviolet, ultraviolet radiation, but we're talking specifically about UVB wavelengths. And uh, you get that direct sunlight on uncovered skin, meaning not covered with, with, uh, with, uh, uh, clothes or sunscreen and your skin naturally starts the process of vitamin D production. However, seasons, length of day, cloud cover, smog, sunscreen, and darkness of skin. By the way, that's, that's the real reason why some skin colors are darker than others is because we evolved in places to, uh, protect us from the skin more. Um, those can all affect the amount of UV exposure and the rate of vitamin D that your body produces. So if you live in a location with a lot of smog or cloudiness, or if you don't get outside often, you probably don't have optimal levels of vitamin D. 
One thing about vitamin D is that very few foods contain enough vitamin D to positively impact your levels. Some examples, though, are cod liver oil, swordfish, and salmon. Those contain the highest amounts of vitamin D that I was able to find when doing research for this article and episode. But my recommendation is that if you're not getting enough direct sunlight because of your location, lifestyle, concerns about skin cancer, or if you have a darker pigment to your skin, if you're African heritage or Indian or, uh, you know, Indian from India or native uh, from other parts of the world and you have very dark skin, that's very protective of the sun, which is good. But however, many of us, we, we just live in this modern life. So if you have darker skin, you need to be even more concerned about your vitamin D levels because you're so resistant to the sun that can also block the production of vitamin D. So how do you supplement with it? Well, the first thing that you should do is to get your vitamin D levels checked. And you can do this with a simple blood test at your doctor's. However, you can also do it at an online lab like Discounted Labs, which I have the link for in the show notes for this episode, or Life Extension, which is a company that's been around for a long time and they're right in Boca Raton, right up the street from me in Florida. Not right up the street, but an hour away. And that way you have a baseline to measure the effectiveness of your supplement and dose. And what you want is um, serum concentration of 25 OHD. That's the best indicator of your vitamin D status. And I know that is, uh, it's a chemical compound. So (laughs) go to the show notes if you'd like to learn more about it. But it reflects vitamin D produced by your skin as well as obtained from food and supplements. Just one thing about getting your levels checked, pay attention to the units as different labs measure vitamin D levels with different units. And the two most common units are nanomoles per liter and nano uh, nanograms per a milliliter. I'm going to say that one more time because I kind of messed it up. Nanomoles per liter and nanograms per a milliliter. Because if you look at, if you get your test in nanomoles per liter, but you look at your levels, the levels where you should be in nanograms per milliliter, then you're going to be really confused or vice versa, right? So you, you, you need to pay attention to the units. I know that's a little science-y, especially if you didn't have general chemistry and, and you didn't do the stoichiometry, you didn't do good on the stoichiometry part, but it's important to know. It's important to be an educated consumer with this stuff. So my pick for vitamin D is Natural Stacks Vitamin D. They use colocalciferol, the most bioavailable form of vitamin D, and it's suspended in organic coconut oil for maximum absorption. And it's reasonably priced. It's 15 bucks for 90 servings of 5,000 international units which is about the dose that people say it's actually a little higher than what a lot of people say uh, you should take, but that's okay because you're going to get your levels checked and also some of this stuff you're not going to absorb. So it's great quality for the great, for a great price. And you may have noticed that I've recommended natural stacks products throughout this episode. And I want to tell you why I recently connected with uh, natural stacks and I'll tell you, I've been contacted by supplement companies more times than I can count throughout my 17 plus year fitness career. And I've said no to all of them except two brands. And one of them is Natural Stacks. And the other is True Brain, if you're interested. And uh, I just haven't followed up with them. But Natural Stacks. Natural Stacks and I recently connected through a mutual friend. And like always, when people introduce me to supplement companies, all I can think is, ah, not another supplement company. uh, uh, I was very skeptical is what I'm trying to spit out, but the English language is eluding me at the moment. So I was very skeptical because uh, I I just don't want to hear it. You know, I've heard so much. 
But then I paid attention because I, I do want to give people a chance. And I was like, man, you guys are awesome. In fact, I connected with Ben from Natural Stacks because they have a whole team over there. And I love the fact that they have customer review sections for each of their supplements, as well as the science they use to formulate each product. They also started something called the Open Source Initiative to create more transparency in supplement companies, a quality that's sorely lacking in the supplement business. And their, their mission is to change the supplement world to make it better for the consumers because there's so much dirty stuff in the supplement world. If you've listened to Gary Collins, my episode with former special FDA agent Gary Collins, you know that it's just a dirty business and, and there's a lot of money in it and people are willing to do some highly unethical or even illegal things to make money in that business. And one thing that you should know about natural stacks as well as the other supplement companies that I re recommended here is that they're a premium supplement brand. And that means that they're going to be more expensive than what you'll find in your local GNC or drugstore. But I want you to know that you get what you pay for when it comes to supplements. Like I said, the supplement business is notorious for lying about the ingredients or amounts of ingredients in their products. And that's why I had uh, FDA special, former FDA special agent, uh, special agent, Gary Collins, sorry, my English is faltering. I, it's a little bit late in the day who talked about supplement scams on my show and I'll have them back again to discuss it in detail, in depth further. And there's also an article recently talking about major supplement brands like you, uh, like uh, GNC, uh, Walmart, Target, Walgreens, who've been accused of selling bogus supplements, bogus products. And I want you to know that Natural Stacks, as well as the other companies that I recommend, are the real deal. They're pushing for that open source so consumers will be able to trust what they're paying for is actually what they're getting. And I want you to know that I personally vouch for them. And I've tried several of their products. And they were so cool that they're offering the fans, the listeners, the readers for our few blog posts, they're offering a 30% discount, but here's the catch. It's only good for 48 hours. What do you do? You use the promo code Ted Rice, T-E-D-R-Y-C-E, when you check out. And it's good for 48 hours, so two days. If you wanna try some cool supplements, try them out. And they have a ton of other stuff on there that I haven't recommended. I've done four reviews on their supplements. I reviewed the MagTech, which I love. I reviewed the Natural Protein, which I love. I reviewed the Siltep Nootropic, which I thought was okay. Giselle actually had a better response taking it than I did. It was a bit mild for me. And I also took their Smart Caffeine, which is a mixture of caffeine derived from coffee beans and L-theanine derived from green tea. And I'll tell you something, I didn't like that stuff at all. It was, it's, I've never smoked methamphetamine, but that's, uh, you know, I felt like a character out of Breaking Bad, you know, <laughs> like one of those guys. I, it's not for me. And if you're sensitive with caffeine, I don't recommend you trying it either. But they've got a bunch of other cool supplements, the biocreatine. They have curcumin and a special formulation to make it more bioavailable. Uh, they have some other nootropics, dopamine, uh, uh, serotonin. It, it, they've got a ton of stuff. So go to naturalstacks.com and put in the discount code Ted Rice at checkout for a 30% discount. And then here's what I want you to do. I want you to try them out. Then I want you to let me know. Did I recommend something good for you? Do you did you feel a difference? I want to know. So that's what I'm going to end up with. Make sure you go to Natural Stacks for 30% disc off discount. Still can't talk and type in Ted Rice, T E D R Y C E for that discount. Then follow up with me, let me know what your experience is. And one more thing, I will be doing a live Facebook at 8:30 p.m. Eastern Time on Tuesday, May 24th, that's today, 
And if you want to ask me any questions about natural stack supplements or any supplements, I'm going to be on there at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time, and you can ask me any question you want. So if you're my Facebook friend, you know where to go. If you are not currently friends with me on Facebook, make sure you add me first because I'll be doing it from my personal page. And it's got to be at 8.30 p.m. because I'm interviewing Joe DeSena from Spartan Race at 7 p.m. So I'm going to need a little bit of time. But if you want to ask me some questions, Facebook Live at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, May 24th. So that's all I got for you today. Hope you've enjoyed it. And I'll talk to you soon.